Welcome to Mind Your Own Karma, The Adoption Chronicles. I'm your host, Melissa Brunetti. In this second season of Mind Your Own Karma, we're tackling the subject of adoption. Yes, adoption most of the time is a wonderful experience. You have the generous birth parents, the excited adoptive parents, and this lucky little baby. Everyone lives happily ever after, right? But what I want you to know is, there's so much more to these stories. I'm an adoptee myself, and I want to bring all sides of the adoption journey to you in hopes to educate you and to bring understanding to the subject. We're about to get real and raw here, so let's dive right in. Hey there, Karma Crew. It's Melissa Brunetti, the host of Mind Your Own Karma, The Adoption Chronicles. Today we are diving into part two of trying to help the adoptive parents navigate bringing home that new little baby. We talked about the don'ts last week, and this week we are talking about things to do. And I know this topic can be very overwhelming for adoptive parents or people thinking of becoming adoptive parents. I really don't want to scare you. I just want to educate you on some things that you can do to make that transition as seamless as possible for everyone. These are certainly heavy subjects and things that an adoptive parent really doesn't want to think about. They just want to hold their new baby and they're just so excited and they just want to love it and give it everything that they can. And that's great. That is such a great start. But there's some other things to consider with a baby that has been taken from its birth mother. So let's dive right in. The first thing I want to say is if you've been listening to this season of the podcast, you might have heard my adoptive mother talk about her journey in adopting me. And the most important thing that I want you to get out of what she said is that she, from day one, even when I was a little baby and couldn't comprehend maybe what she was saying, she would tell me the story of how they went to the adoption agency and picked me up and how we locked eyes in the hallway and she just knew that I was her baby and on and on about the story. And there was a story a story that she would actually tell me. And as I got older in my, you know, three, four, five and up, I would ask her to tell me the story of my adoption. So what that did was it made me feel like I always knew there was never a time that I did not know that I was adopted. I wasn't sat down for this huge, like, you know, monstrous discussion or this serious discussion. It was just a part of the family. This is what happened. And it just made it feel so natural. And I just never had a lot of these feelings that people have that are told later in life. I just didn't have that. So that is so, so huge so huge, I think, um, to pass down to adoptive parents, to do that with your child, have a story that you tell them about their adoption so that there's never this huge reveal, you know, that they have to now process from, you know, that moment on. It's, it would be very, very strange. I, I can't even imagine, I can't even imagine being told. So tell the story 
when they're young, when they're babies, you know, every once in a while you're sitting there changing their diaper, you tell the story. And it's just a very easy way to make it feel normal and natural. And I think nowadays it's kind of a, you know, it's obvious, don't lie to your child because there's, you know, DNA answer, ancestry tests out there now. And so you can't really lie anymore. You're going to get found out. And I'm sure there's so many people shaking in their shoes that had given up babies, you know, or lied to their children about being adopted from, you know, the 60s, 70s, 80s, maybe even the 90s, and they're so scared their child's going to take a DNA test. Well, you shouldn't have lied to them in the first place. I'm sorry. Don't do that. And I know a lot of people think that, you know, it's the elephant in the room and nobody wants to address it. So let's just not say anything, because if we do, that's going to make that child not feel like part of our family. That's just not true. I have heard so many stories of people already knowing they knew something wasn't right. Something was missing. They knew it. They knew it. And then they find out way later in life, maybe as adults, they find out that they were adopted. I just can't even imagine that. I mean, you don't even know who you are. That is so scary. And then the people that you trusted and loved that raised you, you find out that they lied to you about the biggest, biggest thing that ever happened in your life. They lied to you about it. And how are you supposed to trust them now? I just, it's so, so sad. These, some of these stories are just heart wrenching. Again, I'm just so grateful that that did not happen to me. And another do would be, and it kind of couples with what I just said, but from day one, use adoption language, you know, say to them, I'm so glad we adopted you. I'm so glad you're part of our family. I'm so glad that you're ours. So again, you're making adoption feel normal and natural and the subject becomes very familiar So it's not strange and weird. Use the language, use the lingo, and that way your child grows up hearing it. And it's not some huge surprise that you're going to have to have huge discussions down the road about. The next thing can be a difficult thing to do as an adoptive parent. Initiate conversations with your child about their pre-adoption ask questions, you know, ask them, do you ever wonder anything about your birth mother? Do you ever wonder if you have siblings? Do you wonder if you're, you look like anyone in your family and kind of read your child's reaction to that. They may not want to talk about it. There are adoptees that could care less about who their birth family is, you know, so it doesn't necessarily mean that your child is going to want to search out their birth family. But at least if you ask the questions, then that gives them the open door to discuss their feelings about it if they want to. So you are just leaving that door open, read their body language and 
kind of see if they're accepting of that and want to talk about it. If they don't, then you can, you know, not bring it up again for a while, but at least you're letting them know that you're open to talking about it. And especially if the child was older and maybe they do remember their birth family somewhat, you know, still ask those questions. What was it like, you know, to live with your other family and just ask questions and give them the permission slip to have these conversations with you and that you are conveying that you are a safe place for those conversations is huge. And if you are kind of reading that the child is unsure about discussing it, one thing that you can do is in the conversation with whenever you want to discuss it, I'm here to listen if you ever want to. Just let that child know that it's okay with you to talk about it. The next thing is if the child does want to talk about their adoption, their feelings and emotions around that, Take a deep breath because you might hear some things that are going to hurt your heart, maybe. And you just need to validate those feelings for that child and let them know that you understand that there was a loss there and that maybe they are sad. Maybe you need to help them kind of navigate through those emotions and ask them, maybe they don't even know what they're feeling. And that's okay, you know, and so maybe you can name off a few things. Are you angry? Are you sad? Help your child kind of think about and work through those emotions and the trauma that they have had. It sounds kind of weird because they were babies and we think that they're a blank slate. And just even saying that, even to me, even though I know and I've been through this, And I can now look back and see the impact that some of those things had on me throughout my life. It's still kind of a weird topic to talk about that babies do remember these things, even on a cellular level that can play out later in life. So validate, validate, validate for them because it confirms that what they're feeling is normal And that is so big for adoptees to feel normal in their emotions about it, because it's kind of weird that you might have emotions over this birth mother that you've never seen. You don't know. Why am I sad about that? It makes no logical sense, but it does make sense. So it's huge for them to know that what they're feeling is normal. And it's okay. And you are going to be there every step of the way if they need help with just going through it and talking about it. You're there. You are there. No judgment, no shame, no guilt, no nothing except your child's feelings and emotions, which I kind of went into the next topic already. Um, But yeah, to create a safe environment where your child feels free to express and let them know that it's all right to feel uh, whatever it is they're feeling and ask them, invite them to tell you more about it. 
just validating it sometimes that's that's you know like i said that's huge but invite that child to keep talking to you about it how did that make you feel you know those type of quest open ended questions that you are interested and that you care the next thing i kind of talked about last week to celebrate the differences in your adoptive child they know that something's different and so sweeping it under the rug and not talking about it, it's not helping. They already know it and feel it. So instead of making it kind of feel taboo because they're different, celebrate those differences, especially cultural wise. I think that is such a great idea. You know, go to a weekend cultural event, play music from their culture Learn some of the language if it's different from what you speak. Those kind of things are fun and everyone can get involved. Even the other children can get involved in that kind of thing. Talk to your adoptive child about how lucky you guys are to have this child that is bringing this diversity into your family. And you would have never known these things if they would have never come into your life. Maybe all your biological kids are piano whizzes and this child just doesn't pick it up. But instead, they pick up a brush and can paint this amazing painting that you can put up in the house and display. And that's something so cool that's different about them that they bring to the table of your family. Just show that child how blessed your family is by having them in it. The next thing I want to talk about is birthdays. And I know some adoptees have some difficulty on that day. And a lot of them don't even know why they have difficulty on that day that they may not even like the month that they were born into. So sometimes it's an unspoken thing. And I know another thing that adoptees think about is, is my mother thinking about me today? Is she wondering or remembering that it's even my birthday today? And that can be a sad thing to have to think about that. Does the lady that gave birth to me remember me? Does she even care? Does she even know how old I am today? Those kind of things are things that most kids don't have to think about, but adoptees do. They think about these things. They wonder these things. And so if you kind of observe your child and you think maybe something like that's going on, maybe you can ask some questions again, open the dialogue up for them to talk about it. You know, I wouldn't directly ask, well, are you sad because it's your birthday and you were put up for adoption? And, you know, obviously it's got to be age appropriate. But you can navigate that a little bit. Just ask why they're sad. And, you know, you don't really have to come up with an answer. Just help them explore it a little bit and just see where the conversation goes. And don't push it. Just, again, let them know that if they want to talk about it, that you're there to listen. And what they're feeling is natural and normal. You might even bring up on their birthday. What a great gift that their mother gave them the gift of life because they could have 
They could have aborted that baby, but she didn't do that. She had this baby and loved it so much that she gave it up for somebody else to take care of, to have a better life. And so celebrate the mother, celebrate the birth mother with the child. Maybe have a little cupcake with a candle in it that the child blows out, thanking the mother for giving that child life and giving the ultimate sacrifice of giving your child up so that they could have something better possibly. So as your child is growing and getting older and making bigger life decisions, they may want to find their birth family. And that can be a hard thing for adoptive parents to think about, but it is just a primal need and it has nothing to do with anything you did or did not do. And that is so important for you to remember that what you need to do for the adoptee is verbalize your support in it. For me personally, I was never looking to replace anyone in my family. It was just a need to know a lot of things that I wanted to know. So verbalize your support. And even if your child maybe came to you because they were neglected in some way, those children sometimes still need to know some things and answers. And I know a lot of times the adoptive parents feel like they need to protect that child from whatever trauma that they went through. And you know, that's a real feeling. You don't want to see your child hurt again, finding out something that they may not want to know. And it can be very traumatizing finding some things out about your birth family that aren't very pretty. But sometimes the adoptee just needs to know these things to work through them. And you need to be there for them every step of the way and just Remind them that you're there. No matter what they find out, you are still there and you still love them and you are there to support them in whatever they feel that they need to do. Trust your child that they intuitively know that this is something that they need to do. Just be that safe place for that child so that if they do find out something that's hurtful or traumatizing, that you're there for them. So the next thing I want to talk about a little bit is grief. Your child may grieve the family that they've lost, even though they've never maybe met them. But you need to allow that grief to happen. And again, just be there for that child. Because if you don't allow them to grieve, that's going to affect your relationship with them. Because if you don't allow them to grieve the loss, they're not able to receive the love. The love that you're willing to give them, they're not going to be able to receive that. It's going to hinder the relationship. It's already difficult for a lot of adoptees to accept love. And they're scared. They're scared that they're going to accept that and they're going to fall into it and they're going to love you back. And then there's going to be that loss again. So you need to let them grieve the loss of their birth family. And that grief can look like a lot of things. 
And that grief could be directed directly at you because you are their safe place now. And they know that maybe they are secure in your relationship and maybe they're testing you to see if I push it, what are you going to do? Are you going to leave me too? So just know that that anger that they lash out with at you might not really be about you. And that's just so difficult to think about, I'm sure, as an adoptive parent to deal with this stuff. And this is why I'm bringing all this, these things up, because like I said, you as an adoptive parent have the hardest job in raising this child. Adoptees have special needs, needs that a biological child doesn't necessarily have to have. And if you don't know it, If you don't know better, you can't do better. And so that is why I'm bringing these things up. I know that these are things that don't, aren't fun. They're not fun to listen to and they're not fun to deal with. But I really, if you do some of these things, I really feel like your relationship with your adoptive child and the trajectory of that adoptive child's life will be so much richer and better and more successful emotionally, spiritually, mentally, everything. If you can do some of these things in the beginning, there is a myriad of things that adoptive kids, adults can be angry about. They could be angry about not knowing their medical history. They can be angry about their birthday. They could be angry about even feeling the need to grieve over someone they don't even know. And they don't even know why this person gave them up. They could be, they could be angry about how could this person have given me up for adoption? I'm your child. How can you do that? There could be anger about that. There, they can be angry about being afraid that you're going to leave them. There's just so many things that they could be angry about. And you're there and you might get the brunt of that. And I'm not saying just sit there and take it, but I am saying to be aware and to be understanding and not try to take it personal. And I'm not saying 100% of the time when your child's mad, it isn't directed at you. Obviously, there's a history, you're a family, there's all kinds of things. But I'm just trying to make you aware that there could be some triggers in there that are rooted from the trauma of adoption. So just know that. And it's so difficult to navigate. I like I, I can't even imagine as an adoptive parent trying to navigate this stuff. It's a tough job. It is a very tough job. And you guys that are adoptive parents are so brave to take this on, to be honest. Raising an adoptee can be one of the hardest things you might ever do. I kind of think of the adoptee as in a Rubik's cube. Well, any child is in a, a a Rubik's cube. Is that how you say it? I think of a biological newborn baby as pretty much having all its pattern, you know, that the Rubik's cube is almost perfect, 
perfectly done. It might have a couple of cubes out of whack or something, but for the most part, it's, it's done. It's pristine. It's, it's, you know, intact. The adoptee baby, when you get that Rubik's cube, it's all mixed up. The colors are everywhere. And to try to put that back together is difficult. Have you ever tried to do a Rubik's cube? It is not easy. And I believe that you can get a lot of it, you know, you could get a lot of it back in its place, but there's always going to be a few things that aren't a few colors that aren't in the right spot. And I do believe that I don't know if those colors will ever go back in its spot. If you've ever been through any kind of trauma in your life, you know how hard it is to put that Rubik's cube back together. And you can go through therapy and you can do all the work and all the things. But there's always going to be some hurdles still there to expect that you could go back to before. It just, it, it's, it's a kind of a before and after. I was this before the trauma and now I'm this after the trauma. It doesn't mean that you're always a broken person and that you cannot live your best life because I do believe that anything we go through We can learn from it. We can help others. We can make it into something beautiful. It's not always a bad thing, but it does leave scars and reminders and triggers and all kinds of things like that. So it is kind of like that with the adoptee, which these things, these kinds of scenarios that I just told you about the Rubik's Cube and things like that people just don't think about when they talk about adoptees. These are things that need to come to light that need to come out because we are trauma victims. And we don't, I don't like to think of it that way. I'm just kind of recently coming to grips with some of these things. um, And it's just interesting listening to other adoptees because we just really never talk about these things. So when I listen to other adoptees talk now and I'm interviewing and things and doing research, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I'm not the only one. And I just want other adoptees to know you're not the only one. You're not the only one feeling these emotions, having these triggers. It's all of us. And even though our stories could be different, we still seem to at the core root still have those same, same trauma symptoms is all I can think of to say the trauma symptoms, why we do the things we do, why we can't do some of the things we want to do. We can't connect. We can't love. We can't have emotions. We can't trust. And I'm not saying every adoptee has any of these things. I don't have them all. But you know, I listen to people's stories. And I can, you know, like I said last week, I can take what I need and leave what I don't. And I can relate to some things and I can't relate to some things. And I'm not saying that every adoptee child is going to be a problem and they're going to have this and that. And I don't mean to sound that way. 
because not all stories are the same and yours can be totally different, but I just want people to be aware of some of the things that might happen when you adopt a child. They're not a blank slate. They have been through something traumatic and people just don't talk about it and we need to start talking about it. The last thing I want to say is don't give up on your adopted child. I've heard a lot of stories where the adopted child is acting out and having so many troubles and struggles and just at every turn getting in trouble and just having a tough time. And that can be just as tough or tougher on the adoptive parents. A lot of adoptees feel like, if my birth mother didn't want me, why do you want me? I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough to be a good student. I'm not good enough to have a good life. I'm not good enough to have somebody love me. I'm not good enough to live the life that I love because I've been rejected by the one person, the one person in life that should have wanted me. Can you imagine how that feels? Can you imagine how hard that is to digest and work through? I'm not going to lie. It's tough. It's a tough thing to work through. It doesn't matter the why. It doesn't matter why you were given up. It doesn't matter that this person loved you so much that they gave you up for adoption. All you know is they didn't want you. That you weren't good enough to keep. That they could not figure out a way to keep their own child. That is what they feel and hear and have to deal with. And again, I'm not saying every adoptee has the same feelings. I'm just saying that the majority of adoptees have these feelings. Like I said, there's some adoptees that they don't have the need to know to find anything about their biological family. They're totally happy with the way things are and they don't have that need. Now, whether they don't have the need or they haven't or don't want to think about it because it's going to open a huge can of worms and they just would rather keep the lid on that can of worms, that could be. Everyone has their own journey. Everyone has their own way of dealing with it. There is no right or wrong way of being an adoptee. Everyone's on their own journey. And wherever you're at is okay. So the last thing I want to say is kind of a reminder. If you are an adoptee, Fireside Adoptees, are on Facebook and they are an adoptee group only. They have right now two meetings a week and they have speakers, they have open mics, they have sometimes they'll just bring up a subject and talk about that. And it's on Zoom 
and you can participate or not. You can listen and not have to say anything. You can raise your hand and, you know, comment or um, say something that you want to say. But it's just a safe place for adoptees to kind of air things out, to talk, and just feel like you're not by yourself, that you're not alone. So check it out. Um, There is also a group on Facebook if you are looking for your adoptive families, even if you are looking for a child you gave up for adoption, someone that got lost in the foster care system. Adoption Search and Reunion is another group on Facebook that they have a lot of people that have a ton of knowledge on trying to find your loved one. They have search angels that can help you. I've seen people go on there that have said they've hit a dead end. And then that same day, these people have helped them so much that they have found their long lost relative. It's really amazing. They also have reunion stories on there and Everybody can be on that one. You can be a birth mother, an adoptee, an adoptive parent, foster child. You could be anything in the triad and beyond. So those are just a couple of groups that I have found really helpful for me. So if you're interested, go check them out. So again, I hope you have found some of this or most of this helpful I am just trying to bring some awareness around this subject. Um, I just really feel like it's it's exploding right now. You're going to be hearing a lot of new things that you haven't heard before from the adoptees side. And I've even heard some pretty interesting stories from adoptive parents and things. So I just really think this subject is blowing up. If you have an adoption story to tell please contact me. My email is mindyourownkarma at gmail.com. I am here for you. If you have any questions, concerns, you want to be on the show, please contact me there. I'm also on social media, uh, Mind Your Own Karma on Instagram and Facebook. So you can connect with me there as well. If you have found this podcast to help you at all, I would really appreciate it if you would go on the platform that you are listening to and rate this podcast. Leave a comment if it allows you to do that. It really, really helps get the word out about this podcast. I know it probably seems like I sit down in front of a mic and I talk for 30 minutes and that's it, but there's so, so much to putting in to this podcast that if you could just take those few seconds to do that for me, it would be greatly appreciated. So as always, take what you need and leave what you don't. And always remember to mind your own karma. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to Mind Your Own Karma, The Adoption Chronicles. I've had listeners ask how they can help support this podcast. The best way to do that is rate and review this podcast directly on your listening platform. You have no idea how this small gesture helps get the word out about this podcast. Don't forget to click the subscribe tab to get notified of future episodes so you won't miss a thing. You can also find my Instagram and Facebook links below if you would like to follow and support me there as well. Lastly, if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Adoption Chronicles season of the podcast, you can email me at mindyourownkarma at gmail.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.